<laughs> okay. Hi. What is <laughs> what is the rest of the story at this point? Yeah. Um we kind of ended the actual like storyline, I think, just with <clears throat> Johnny and um how we were maneuvering him coming through. Hmm. And I feel like there's been a whole nother year of time that is that we've gone through since um, those first experiences opening hmm. with Johnny. Mm-hmm. And what has that been? What has that been? <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> Hmm. I mean, definitely a lot of getting to know Johnny and like the beauty of his character because he's definitely maybe the most open-minded out of the three of us in his own ways and like down to accept and go for and be all in. Which is shocking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because when we got married, he was like, we'd mentioned in the first podcast, I think like, uh, Johnny wouldn't even kiss me before we got married. And so the shift from that beginning 15 years later now into like him being the most open really mm-hmm. to this, he just sees it like, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it, he's like, he feels like a family man. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> explains it that way. He's just like, oh, just building my family, just more family. Mm-hmm. and he sees it so innocently mm-hmm. he doesn't like see life through the lens that a lot of other people do in how we are codependent with society like I feel somewhat codependent with society and how I'm going to be viewed in any of my choices mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us feel that way um to be accepted by the tribe it used to be like survival in our systems and it still does feel like survival. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, like I am always like, am I going to survive? Are people going to accept me? Am I going to be embraced with when I make choices that are very counter culture or very like not, not the norm. Um, and Johnny just has like such a different way of, being with that that's just shocking to me and always kind of has been (laughs) whether or not that's like hyper christian religious viewpoints or like open relationship he is the same in anything he does he's just like if something makes sense to him and it makes sense in his experience that he's having personally he's just able to embrace it yeah because he sees the beauty of it and he doesn't really care if other people are like, well, that's not right. You can't do that. Or that's, that's not going to work or that's not good. You shouldn't be doing that. He just, or even like, that's gross. You know, like he's just like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Cause you he's, know? he's, he's only been influenced by his own experience in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. If he feels good in it, then he feels good in it and doesn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> what other people think. Yeah. So he's like super down to commit and be fully open to it. Yeah. On all levels. And I think like, you know, there's also that reality of us being you and I being best friends as like the foundation of our history. And like when we have spent time broken up, 
um, romantically in this experience of the last few years, like his conclusion is always like, we like to be together. Can we just embrace that all together? Like, can we just all own that? That's what's most true. Um, and he loves you. He knows you so deeply. And like, I think he also just loves us together. Like you and me as lovers is a different experience in life than as friends. And, um, he's just down to see us be lovers in this life and like for it to all be love and for that to be okay. Um, and I don't think he views any fear of loss through this experience. Like, um, it seems more so that he is just like in abundance. He's like, this is just more abundance of love, more abundance of connection. Um, it's all seen through like this beautiful lens of abundance and like digested and embraced through that lens versus I think you and I have spent a lot more time <laughs> emotionally, uh, intimate with our fears around this. Yeah. And I mean, in our case, we are women mm-hmm. and Johnny's the, he's the dude. <laughs> so for him, the setup is a little bit different, you know? Um, it's easier for him to embrace and the fact that we all love each other is easier to embrace. Um, you know, we haven't explored like traditional, traditional polyamory, (laughs) those two two words together, like traditional polyamory, um, where like I would go off and date another guy maybe. And Johnny would have a completely, probably a completely different experience with that. Like the fact that our setup is the way that it is, um, is what creates so much ease for him. I think Mm -hmm. he's not, he's not processing me going and being with another man. Yeah, that's um, true. Which is not something that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, but even though we're together for him to be with you is like, you know, he's with another woman. Mm -hmm. And that's been more challenging for me, even though I'm in love with you. Yeah. Um, which has been frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much of me that just wants to be free and open to it all. And like, so, um, grounded and safe within myself to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think that this journey has brought me to discovering, um, what that means for me, like how, like how much I am codependent with other people around my, my worth and my, um, my feelings of safety. Like I've been Mm. with Johnny since I was 18. And so I formed really intense codependency with him, um, that I didn't even realize I had until this whole process kind of opened that up to me. I think so many people get married and have monogamous relationships and, um, don't realize how much of their, uh, I don't even know how to say this. Like I, uh, so much of how I feel safe is, is about him. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's dependent on your relationship to him in some way. 
yeah, like going almost straight from living with my parents to being married. Um, I wasn't able to form this like self, I mean, not self love, maybe it is self love. Um, just like the ability to be okay as I, uh, uh, alone mm-hmm. as I am, um, without anybody else's, uh, love or approval or attention, attention, mm-hmm. um, you know, I hadn't even taken a solo trip by myself without Johnny until like maybe a couple years ago. And I've only done it one time where I've spent like a night away from him. And it's interesting because I just found the journal entries yesterday from that trip that I took by myself. And um, I had like a full blown panic attack when I was on that trip because I like at the basic base level as a woman, I just felt like really unsafe by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to having this man around me who, even if he's not in my physical presence, just having him, um, as an energy, I feel safer in my life. I feel embraced in my life. And so I guess like when you and him started kind of forming a relationship, it was that same kind of panic attack would happen mm-hmm. where it would be like, um, I didn't have access to him anymore when you guys were together. And I all of a sudden felt super alone and abandoned. And I had to explore all those feelings with myself, which maybe wouldn't have been brought up um, otherwise, or maybe would have been brought up in a different way. But uh, yeah, I guess I could share about like just what I've been processing really, really recently around this. Because um, the rest of the story really feels like we could tell other stories about what we've been through, but it's all kind of what we were sharing in the last podcast, just like more of those experiences. And I feel like they'll come up naturally as I, as I share. Does that seem good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been coming out to family, closer people, over the last year at at different uh, times, depending on when it naturally happens. And I most recently came out to my dad. And that process, um, I think I just realized like how deeply wounded my relationship to the masculine really is. And maybe a lot of women can resonate with that. not even just through my father figure, but like through all of culture, society, and just how, um, yeah, how men have always been the more dominating of the, of the two. And, um, the fear that is, that is kind of bred into us as women around men. I, I just realized I had a lot of anger towards men a lot of like hate and just like a lack of openness. And I didn't notice that. I don't think until, um, until Johnny and you started getting together. And then also just this process of coming out, um, has illuminated how much of a riff I have with the masculine. Um, And so whenever you and Johnny would get together, it's like I would feel this anger towards Johnny. Um, 
and it was just like this anger towards the masculine in general and men in general. Um, and so a big part of this last year and this last week really <laughs> has been, um, has been just really softening. Well, first of all, letting my anger out. I think, uh, I, I think it's important to let the emotion out that is there mm-hmm. and then be able to move through it. And so I've kind of been honoring my anger this last week toward the, the masculine, toward men, um, toward how I've like felt let down by them, how, like how deeply I wanted to emotionally connect to that energy in my life. And it wasn't available to me. Mm. Um, and then kind of seeing that mirrored in Johnny and naturally that anger just goes towards him because he's the masculine person in my life. Um, so this is, yeah, this has just brought up all of my anger that lives there. And that has been really good because anytime we have like an unconscious emotion, that's like running like a computer program, like running in the backdrop that we don't know is even open. Um, it's like, that's going to affect every relationship that I have. If I have like this wounded masculine in me. Um, and so that's been a huge, uh, exploration, um, and I, I don't even know what else to say about that, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a really, really good cry last week, kind of releasing so much of that anger and letting like my little child self kind of like cry through all the moments I felt abandoned by the masculine or unseen by the masculine or especially like emotionally supported Mm -hmm. by the masculine. Um, Just kind of like, why did you fail me? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. was the question. Mm. Um, Why weren't you there for me? Uh, Yeah. And I feel like Johnny's been a really beautiful um, healing opportunity and experience for those emotions for you and for me, just his unwavering devotion and like his chillness. He's just really chill. He comes in the mail package and I think naturally a lot of masculine energy isn't as available as feminine energy in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he like, has been our trigger for both of us Mm -hmm. showing up in a way that kind of reminds us of different masculine energies that raised us or were around us growing up, um, triggering those things because he is in a masculine body Mm -hmm. and he is like not as emotionally uh, available as maybe you and I are to each other. Yeah. (laughs) And so that can easily like trigger these past relationships because it looks the same and like maybe feels the same, but then underneath is like Johnny actually is incredibly uh, available and um, emotionally available and chill and all the things that you're saying and really has uh, been a huge part of healing that relationship because it's like he'll do something that'll trigger something from the past and he's not trying to 
he's not doing the same thing that I experienced as a child, but like I'm feeling it as if that's what's happening. And then, um, and then I'm given an opportunity with my body to shift from feeling unsafe to feeling safe using this trigger that Johnny's giving me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the wound and the healing. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I, I wonder about how many people are, are attracted to their wounds mm-hmm. in another person. Mm-hmm. Even if that person is like healthy and not wounded, there might be like a tone of voice that they use or like most basic body language that could just trigger you into something, even if that person's incredible. Yeah. But you're like attracted, like I almost was attracted to, Johnny has like somewhat of a judgmental nature, but like in a nice way, if that makes sense. Mm. And criticism is a trigger of mine. Mm -hmm. And so... Johnny's natural energy is a trigger and I wonder if I'm a I was attracted to him in the first place or got together with him because I needed those triggers to to happen Mm -hmm. but I also needed them to happen with a person that could handle the resolution of the trigger Mm -hmm. and Johnny has always been able to not at every single moment but he's been able to in like the grand scheme be the trigger and be a part of the the healing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and he's <laughs> kind of done the same for you like watching you be attracted to him um i see how he plays out those things for you in in your masculine relationships that you've had in your life yeah um and so the fact that we're both attracted to him makes sense in that way yeah and i think it's like you know, <clears throat> I guess for me, I often come back to asking myself, like, well, what am I doing here? You know, <laughs> I am alive to open to life. And what's it mean to open to life? And I feel like um, allowing myself to open my heart to him and like deepen our relationship and love that was already there through friendship and to explore that on a grander scale. Um, yeah, I, I guess just like, I'm losing where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Opening to life. Oh, I was, I was thinking about like how, like when we open to life, we open to our triggers and to the healing that can come with them. You know, we open to those, we open those portals of possibility and opportunity, um, you know, through safe discernment. But I feel like so much of me choosing to open to life and here's Johnny presenting in life, you know, and like just the beauty of um, the three of us saying yes to this karma, like yes to what's here yes to the honest emotion of what's here and allowing ourselves to breathe into trust with that has only brought such like maybe not only brought but like so many beautiful gifts where even in the midst of natural challenge that's there with relationship like um you know loving johnny with you has been a huge element of healing. Um, 
even just loving your relationship with him and being supportive of that through this. And um, I don't know, there's just so many gifts to the intimacy that ex is experienced in romantic relationship and for that to typically be only witnessed by one other person in a monogamous relationship. It's such a different um, experience to like love your intimate lover with another lover. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, <clears throat> I think I like naturally craved it because I didn't see a lot of affection growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there's a reason we're like attracted to certain things. There's a reason why certain karma comes into our life. And it's interesting to dive into it and realize like, yeah, for me, I crave to see intimacy between people mm -hmm. um, because I didn't see a lot of it. And it's weird that that ends up being like my husband with somebody else. <laughs> but there is like a part of my self that craves that and to see it with two people that I love so much, I'm in love with both of them. Like it's at one point I feel super safe in it and super like in love with it. And then like the other side of me is where I have like the panic attack. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's constantly maneuvering how beautiful it is. I mean, I wouldn't be two and a half years into this if it wasn't fucking beautiful. Mm. Um, and then the other half of me is this is this child that grew up feeling abandonment. Like we all have different ways we feel abandoned. Um, but then to to say yes to an experience like this and open the relationship in this way just hits all the abandonment wounds for me. And, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like saying yes to your karma tenfold because you're, the karma is like exacerbated because there's so many opportunities for the karma to present. Yeah. I'm like saying like yes to, uh, I'm saying yes to places that I know are wounded like I know that I'm going to hit the wounds if I say yes. And I always, I guess I always come back to like, what am I even doing here on earth? Like <laughs> what's the, I mean, there is like really no point. <laughs> um, and so I guess I, I'm prone to saying yes to adventure. I'm prone to, um, I don't know if something's really hitting me in beauty and in pain, I'm kind of like attracted to that <laughs> for some reason. Well, there's growth and like something exhilarating to be experienced. Yeah. And I think that's been like the challenge. I think in this last year with us is it's exhilarating, but we've, gotten to certain points where we're like, is this too much exhilaration? Yeah. You know, at what point do you, um, 
like like what's too much you know like Mm -hmm. what's too much to work through at one moment that's been a huge part of this is like the pacing and the timing like how much karma can I really handle at one moment yeah and recently you know Johnny has been um talking about wanting to have kids and so if that throws a whole nother layer into our contemplation of Mm -hmm. like what if we have kids and yeah. how does that feel for you? And um, how does that change our relationships? How does that affect me? You know, getting pregnant mm-hmm. with his baby, like what will happen to like, how will I feel? Mm-hmm. Hormonally. Like. Yeah. With the, with the switch, because I imagine mm-hmm. that when you're pregnant, there is a little bit more of a territorial energy because I'll be kind of um, vulnerable in a way. Yeah. And it'll be his baby. And so I, I, I'm curious about how that's going to go. And, mm-hmm. um, there's so many other emotions around having a child. Like I've had multiple miscarriages and, um, just, you know, there's that fear that it won't even be possible for me sometimes, um, because of my experiences and like, yeah, but that's kind of something really recently brought up within our story is Johnny's like ready to say yes to this and ready to have a baby. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it kind of feels like, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I mean, when I look at everything overall, there's like so much divine timing to be witnessed and like, um, I mean, just the beauty of being such deeply close friends before recognizing that we were lovers. Um, it's kind of like, you know, these, these big life decisions, like when is the best time? Like there's, there's not really a best time. The time is always now. In, in its own way, you know, um, like, yeah, Johnny and I also <clears throat> over this last year, especially have not really, uh, explored actually being together. Um, that's been something that we've held off on exploring just out of the need to give everything a bit of space and um honor time to contemplate you know what the next steps are and um so yeah it's interesting for me to remain open um with so much uncertainty as to like oof I don't know even just the desire to (laughs) bless you um yeah poof you know like I feel like life is an endless question of like is your heart down you down to open to this like uh, there's just so much to be felt and I think also to remain open to change like you know if you did get pregnant and all of a sudden you don't want to be together (laughs) um it's hard to imagine not wanting to be with you mm mm-hmm at least for me, I know the Johnny piece of it is the challenge, but yeah, between you and I, our relationship has just been greatly enhanced since we went from friends to this. Yeah. 
and it feels nur- like our relationship feels super nourishing mm-hmm. to my whole being. Same. <laughs> and that's something I can't deny. Yeah. Um, and I would, you know, I'd want you, I'd want you there for my whole pregnancy and I'd want you to be there when I'm giving birth and, mm. you know, like I've always wanted you really close the whole time, the whole 13, 14 years, wherever, wherever we're at now. <laughs> um, and that is what's so confusing about our relationship is how much I want you there and then how challenging that is to allow that same connection for you and Johnny. Yeah. Because I know how intense it is and uh, how beautiful it can be. And I just, you know, I'm still holding on to pain. Mm. You know, I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing as human beings. Like when something's challenging, it's like, am I willing to let go of my pain here? doesn't mean you have to do the thing that's triggering the pain. Um, like we don't have to do, we don't have to be in these relationships necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. um, but in this case, when I'm, when I'm wanting to choose it or when I'm trying to say yes to it, um, at the end of the day, I am going to have to let go of my pain Mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah. Because that's what keeps getting hit over and over again. It's like, I'm holding on to some kind of wound, some kind of pain, some kind of abandonment deep inside of me that wants to be released, but I keep holding on to it because it feels safer to hold on to it than to let go of it. Cause to let go of it means I could possibly transform into someone and something I'm completely unaware of. Like, on the other side of transformation, sometimes, you know, you go from the caterpillar to the butterfly and like, mm. does the butterfly recognize the caterpillar anymore? Like, yeah, and it's scary to completely change form. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like this has been like a cocoon stage this last year of mm-hmm. like, all right, we know we'd like to transform. We know we'd like to like let go of our pain, let go of like heal our abandonment, um, truly come home to ourselves but we need some time in a cocoon to make that metamorphosis happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, even when I doubt this, I'm like, okay, just let yourself be in the cocoon right now. Mm. Like just let yourself um, give time and space to the transformation. I think everybody's going through this on some level. Like we have this, uh, this big mutation happening right now with the solar plexus system, the emotional system. Um, and so everybody is going to be feeling some amount of like metamorphosis. Everybody's cocooning right now. Mm. Everybody's like going through a lot, um, cosmically and spiritually and our bodies are feeling it and all of our wounds are being exposed and we have to like, um, let our pain go and let the cocoon time hold us and be ready for that butterfly on the other side. And I think it's just a little terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little, it's like casual terrifying. Yeah. And I just imagine everybody has their own version of this. Yeah. Of what we're processing. Yeah. Everybody's being asked to face like their biggest wound in a way. Um, And transform. Even like, um, you know, I guess just even speaking to the masculine wound and being a woman and opening to a man and like, 
there was a lot of cocoon safety for me to be with Steven uh, in the type of love that we had. There was like a lot of safety in its own way. Like I, I was married to my best friend. Um, even if that wasn't like a super sexually charged romantic, it was definitely romantic, but like, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to say like opening to Johnny feels like a, a new level and layer of, um, facing and, and opening to my masculine wounds as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of trust. I think there's just like also so many fears, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's interesting how we're on the same journey in such different ways together in this. We always have been. Yeah. <laughs> We've kind of been a parallel, parallel situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're contemplating right now is, uh, you and Johnny having kids and me and Johnny opening to each other. Cause yeah, that's, that's been the one element of this dynamic that we haven't fully embraced and open to is him and I actually opening to each other. And I think that there's a lot of like desire from him and I to protect your feelings and, um, maybe be even like over, overly considerate. And, um, I've recently just been kind of facing like what it, could feel like to open to myself in honesty like open to what's authentic for me moment to moment in connection with life in general and like connection with Johnny without fear like knowing that connecting to him isn't harmful to your connection in truth you know like I think that's part of the beauty of our foundation of relationship as well as like these last few years is just um, really building that safety. Like, I believe him. Like, falling in love with him has really allowed me to see him. And, and I, in seeing him, like, I believe him in the sense of um, I know what kind of husband he is to you. I know what kind of partner he is to you. I trust him. So I, I trust his love and devotion for you. So for me to open to receive his love and devotion as well, um, it actually doesn't like spark fear that I'm taking from you, you know, um, because I trust him. I trust him to still show up in your guys' love. And I think that's also part of the beauty of being in love with you myself. Like I, I care about you. <laughs> um, it's really interesting to... Sometimes I really would love more support <laughs> in navigating this and I'll look up um, podcasts to listen to on like open relationship and everyone is so unique in their process and I often just can't resonate or relate to a lot of what's out there and like, um, you know, recent things I've heard where a woman was describing like being in an open relationship with her long-term partner and how you know, basically he sleeps with anyone he wants to. Um, and she does as well. And like, sometimes they're on a different flow with that. Um, 
but how like you know if she comes over to his house and one of his recent lovers gets up out of the bed and passes her there's like a really catty energy of like women trying to usurp her space in a sense um and yeah I mean it's just uh that's not something that I personally feel open to like that type of dynamic and my openness to life romantically sexually um it's nice to have you be on the other side of choosing Johnny as a lover for me you know like you're here to love me as well and embrace me and want my thriving and there's not truly like a sense of competition um as there can be in like so many other dynamics of openness and like I don't know just real elements of threat in a sense I mean there is a little bit <laughs> like I guess like maybe in perspective but not for me in perspective not in reality in the sense that like um I'm never I'm never going to take Johnny from you no but there's um there is like the comparison element still yeah for sure there's definitely comparison but I guess um maybe yeah I mean that is natural and fear is natural and bodies are ever changing like yeah this definitely you know dynamics like this are here to highlight all of your wounds so like <laughs> you know I I've definitely moved through my own waves of comparing my body to yours and comparing like whether you know there, there's comparison but um I feel so differently about like that sense of competition, you know? Yeah. I guess for me, it's more like there seems to be uh innate sexual connection or not with people. Right. And there seems to be like a spectrum of that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's where my fear lies sometimes is like, what if you just have a better chemistry yeah. Than Johnny and I do. Mm. That's terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. Um, that's been, I think, a part of it being held back to is like, that's a fear of mine. Mm -hmm. um, especially because I've only been with Johnny and he's only been with me. And so we're really like breaking open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a strong caterpillar story. Yeah. That needs to turn into a butterfly. But it's like a very intense story. Like, that's mm -hmm. why, you know, if you go back to the first episode, I talk about that. Um, yeah, it's, and like it comes back to that masculine th uh, attention. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like the masculine in my life growing up, that his attention wasn't there for me. Mm -hmm. It would turn away from me towards someone else or something else. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling really just like alone. And I just started to like, isolate myself more and more from that energy until mm -hmm. I just became angry at it and so now with Johnny like I've latched so hard onto him like he has my attention and as soon as he turns away it's like bam there's all of that abandonment again there's all of that wound and then what if he also enjoys it more than with me what if he wants it more than he does with me these are just my like true fears yeah yeah um they're super valid and what 
happens to my worth. Like, I guess it really points me to like, where is my worth there? Like, um, how much have I allowed that masculine energies, uh, the, the, the masculine gaze, the masculine attention to, um, give me my worth, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. at the base level, like that's, that's what it's kind of poking at. Mm -hmm. And I've been into women since I was probably had my first kiss really like that I know of. Um, and yet like I was always trying to conquer men like Mm -hmm. as a teenager, like it was all about conquering. It was all about getting their attention, making sure it was on me. Mm. Um, and I spent a lot of years just going after men, uh, to make them like fully love me because I never had that experience as a child that I felt. And so a lot of boyfriends that I chose, the, the boys that I fell in love with before Johnny, um, they abandoned me for other women or they, uh, felt like I was too masculine myself, which is very, is pretty true. Like I've always been a bit too masculine for a lot of men, um, and how I act and present. And so I've been broken up with for that reason. And just like trying so hard to get the masculine's gaze. And then when I realized that I was into women, like it switched my attention to um, receiving, like going after women, which is just you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I realized there was this deep sense of like nurturing in the feminine that I was desiring from the masculine. And then I found it in you Mm -hmm. and uh, explored that with you. And, um, but there's still like this prototype with men for me. Uh, the female prototype is really new for me. Like I'm figuring out what it is as we go. But for, for men, um, I just, I craved their attention so much as a teenager and I didn't even really like them at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I thought they were kind of dicks, most of them, which is weird. And so I would go after their attention, but I also kind of hated them. <laughs> and so just kind of like elaborating on my relationship to to the masculine energy. And um, yeah, so with Johnny, if his gaze is turned towards you or if he's with you, um, all of a sudden like I may be turned on in that way again, where I'm like, I need his attention. I need mm. to get him back. Uh, who am I without that attention? Who am I without that gaze? Mm. Uh, and I didn't really realize that I was so obsessive about it until now. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back on me as a teenager, it's obvious. I would go to summer camp. I'd get there. I'd go upstairs in my cabin and get as fucking hot as possible. <laughs> and then I'm going out to prowl and I'm going to make somebody fucking like like be uh obsessed with me (laughs) like very weird but I have a lot of patterns from my childhood around um as there's so many things I can't actually say on the podcast (laughs) it's hard I want to like I want to share our intimacy and not other people's intimacy and vulnerability so I'm like trying to maneuver sharing my story my childhood without sharing too much you know Mm-hmm. Um, but basically that kind of, that kind of gives enough detail. I feel like on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so yeah. 
I, I'm working with that. <laughs> I mean, everything is so valid, right? And like understandable and real. Like, uh, I think especially the intimacy of opening to someone else's sexual chemistry and what they could find about themselves. And, you know, like it's all unknown. It's like, who is Johnny after Johnny has sex with me? Like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And also who am I? But then like, <laughs> I think that there's, um, I guess the hope would be that, uh, intimacy begets intimacy and healing begets healing in the sense of like, um, if him and I do explore our chemistry and find that we both really like it, even if it's, um, maybe he's liking it from the sense of like, it's such novelty that yeah, I know it'll start that way, <laughs> you know, isn't something that you guys feel you can find these days, but also like the realities of being a couple who opens to this, to me, that's so hot in and of itself that like, I guess there's just a lot of unknowns for me that could be really exciting and beautiful in the sense of like um, my hope would be to really open my heart to connecting with him and like allowing ourselves to really enjoy that. But then also that that as aspect of growth and experience would be brought back to nourish our greater relationship between the three of us and um his relationship with you and yeah I feel like it's even interesting thinking about um you know I feel like a good description of our friendship is coffee like for 13 years or 12 years we were just across the table with each other you know and then to become lovers is to like hold each other and just touch each other's faces and be sweet and um something I wasn't aware of until we became intimate was how masculine your relationship with Johnny was before you guys got with me. Yeah. And like me just being me and you guys just opening to being intimate with me in general, like even emotionally, um, brought through a lot of natural connection for you guys physically. Like you guys started to be naturally affectionate differently and I think that the beauty of those waves um is healthy for me to remember you know it's there's been a lot of different atmospheres of our three-way dynamic and aura over the last like few years so we've gone through some seasons for sure of like excitement and deepening and then some seasons of closing and fear and which all relationships go through really yeah, for sure. And I, I guess like um, when I ask my heart to really open to like the idea of going that much deeper with Johnny physically, um, I have integrity around and hope around like that bringing beauty to your life, you know, like, um, yeah, and just more exploration and more opening like what, what deeper connection can be found between you two after being with me or something, you know, like not that I need to be the catalyst for that. I don't think that your relationship needs that. 
necessarily, um, but just that there's opportunity, I guess, to explore all of it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. Like being with you has, um, I mean, it's been, it's been waves. Like when, when you, you and Johnny first kind of started opening to each other or or expressing to each other, uh, Johnny and I went through like an incredibly sexual, romantic, just like hot time for a moment because it was like, how often does that happen to you in a monogamous relationship that like someone comes in and, and there's this like kind of like it shook shakes up the energy a lot and all of a sudden he's a little bit hotter to me because he's not fully available to me and so we went through that phase and then um and then we've gone through just like yes sweet like I've become more sweet just me being with a woman has softened my masculine which is interesting um and kind of helped me integrate the feminine with the masculine and so that's obviously been incredible for Johnny and I we've just become softer people we used to just even our tone of voice with each other just we didn't have like sweet names for each other we didn't have a lot of affection throughout the day we came from a background in the beginning of our marriage where we had a lot of roommates and so I think we probably talked about that in one of the other episodes but we just like trained our bodies and ourselves to be incredibly masculine with each other and like um or just incredibly I don't know how often I want to throw around masculine and feminine with certain traits, but uh, say dry. <laughs> it was dry, just a little dry, a little like dryish. <laughs> you guys were like, you guys have always been best friends and like really deep homies, like always making each other laugh. You guys are always fucking funny with each other. Like you guys really vibe, but you weren't necessarily like uh, soft and sweet like you yeah. are now. I mean, I didn't have a lot of examples of soft and sweet. Mm-hmm. like in relationship and so um yeah Johnny had a bit more of that growing up and so he was a he was actually sweeter with me I had to like come to terms with how much of a Scrooge I really was <laughs> <laughs> it's the lamp <laughs> um and so I think just opening to you like really softened my Scrooge yeah (laughs) and I found a part of myself that was sweet and vulnerable and different um because of you as a mirror um but so that's what you've been such a you've you've filled in all the roles in the entire theater production like you are (laughs) the like person like the front running like person I'm in love with on on set and then you're also the villain sometimes like mm-hmm. whether I like it or not. Um, yeah. and that's only really like somatically in some way, like, let me, let me unpack that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after Johnny and I went through that phase of like feeling super connected as we've opened further and further to this. And, um, I've had these kind of masculine wounds come up recently, like sexually for Johnny and I, I'm going through a lot more, um, I guess pain right now because my body's not trusting his body Mm. in some way. And so I'm, I think going through some of the deeper layers of the wound, Mm. uh, wound healing opens up in a very holographic, non-linear way. And we never really know when 
something is fully complete. Maybe sometimes we do feel it in our bodies. Like there are certain aspects of my wound that are just gone and they're not coming back that I've, that I've worked through the last couple of years. But there are still like these really deep, like if you think of the bottom of the ocean, it's so far down that we haven't been able to explore it as humans. And there's kind of like an ocean within ourselves that things go so far down that sometimes we don't know what's down there until we shoot a rocket down into the ocean and it explodes and all these things fly up from under there. And you're like, oh, fuck, you know, like <laughs> that is intense. That's scary. That's that's a scary thing down there. Um, and so I think my body right now is just uh, is processing so much of that masculine wound that it's turned off to Johnny a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just trying to be patient with that, like instead of freaking out, yeah, <laughs> because it has been um hard. Mm-hmm. It's you know, like to not feel fully open. But it's like I've always felt that my body's always felt that way towards masculine bodies. Mm. Um uh doesn't really trust them. Even if it's my lover, I've been with her 14 years who I do trust. I think our scenario of opening open to those wounds and now I'm connecting to him in a way that's unrecognizable to me because mm-hmm. my my wounds are out. And so I'm not able to like be in the same romantic, sensual, sexual space as I was like a year ago or whenever because now I'm processing something like Yeah, they're kind of this holding. Moment. It's like your wounds are out in the sense of like they're kind of holding the space between you two. Yeah. And they're showing me where I still feel separation. Yeah. Um, especially from men. Mm-hmm. And we have like a big exploration just over the last two years has been my body being with a man and being with a woman and being able to compare the two mm-hmm. in like how my body responds is insane. It's like, I've had experiences with Johnny where I feel like my ancestry or my lineage is showing up and it, and like all of a sudden I'm feeling like all the women in my lineage who have been taken advantage by men, who've been hurt by men, dominated by men, my body is like clearing that stuff because mm-hmm. it's like all of that is in our genetic code and, and, and we're clearing so much ancestral um, wound right now. And so it's not even just our own childhood that's being brought up. I felt like ancient stuff being brought up in my body mm-hmm. with Johnny the last two years, like through sexual experiences, whether or not it was me coming up, because I don't exactly know what happened to me when I was really young. Um, I have like feelings about it, but um, at the very least it was, it was an ancestry. It was like all women in my lineage mm-hmm. have experienced certain things and my body carries on those stories mm-hmm. And each generation has the um, ability to clear more and more of those stories, Mm. more and more of those experiences. And so I'm in like the safety of my marriage with my husband, uh, having these things brought up because of our relation or like because of you, Mm -hmm. because I haven't been in a situation where I'd be triggered into that um, until you showed up in this way, you know, Um, before that, I just felt like there was something sexually missing or something that was like blocking me. But now it's like come up very aggressively, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm working through, I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like even that speaks to like, when is the perfect time? Is there ever a time where Johnny and I could really open to each other and be explorative and, you know, does it need to be bad for it to be safe for all of us? Like what if him and I do have a great time, you know, and like he wants to have a great time having sex with you, but then you're, you're going through your own journey and this is part of your journey with him. And yeah, there's a lot to being in a three-way dynamic and I mean, you have three people instead of two. So just add on another <laughs> like, you know, dynamic, the more dynamics to, to work with. Yeah. And anytime you have three, there could be a feeling of being left out. Yeah. It's definitely more love. And also there's that, you know, where like, I don't know, there's, um, I think my journey of opening in general, like it's so fascinating where you open from and what you're open to and like witnessing my paradigms shift so intensely and feel so right and very embodied in the beginning. Um, you know, just kind of like seeing life super differently, like placing less weight around connection and allowing more freedom and like autonomy and sovereignty and allowing you know, connection between someone I'm connected to and someone else feels safe. And, uh, there's just like, it was a sh such a shift for me in all of these foundational paradigms of life, um, toward comfortability with openness, but then two and a half years in, um, you know, there's a lot of depths that those those concepts and those like shifts and paradigms don't necessarily touch, you know? And like, I feel so differently about relating and, um, connection now. And like, I don't know, maybe I just went everywhere. I just, <laughs> it's hard to talk sometimes. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot to consider, you know, that, it's one thing to be like, yeah, we're just going to go walk and get ice cream. It's chill. And then it's like, okay, but there's a lot of things on the walk to consider. You know, there's, you are going to be eating ice cream, but like, it's a dangerous walk. Have you looked at the map? You know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of like real feelings to be had. And I don't know, easy breezy concepts are one thing. And then the realities of your partner connecting to someone else they're a different train ride, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just, things are different when they're embodied. And there's a huge part of me that just wants to let go to it, you know, mm -hmm. because I've seen my freedom and liberation so many times in this process. And ultimately I want to be able to be my best lover, like to myself, like it always points me back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, is that it's about my love with me and how strong is that and how, how, how connected do I feel to my own ability to be there for myself and love myself? As basic as that sounds, it's profound lately. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Because it's an action. Like 
a lot of the quotes or encouragements we give people are just words. But then when those words like take flight in, in an actual scenario in your life, you're like, Oh my God, I didn't realize how much I didn't love myself mm. until this triggered me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, is trigger a word we're still using? <laughs> we yeah. started using charged, have a charge with something. Yeah. It's like an electrical an charge. charge. Cause it's all just like, electrical you know yeah it's all just lightning bolts <laughs> but yeah I if, if anything openness of any kind any kind of relationship that's like practicing some amount of openness it's going to show you how much you love yourself mm. it's going to show you like how good of a lover you are to you yeah and how you feel about you how you feel about you yeah like do I need Johnny do I need his gaze all the time? Do I need that to feel blank? Like, yeah, um, I have apparently mm. in the past and now I'm being faced with that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he could die. Like it's the same thing in a way, like he could die and I would still have to figure out my life by myself just as me. Mm-hmm. And so my relationship to me is the most important one in this whole process mm-hmm. and everything points me back to me. Yeah. And I think that, that's a foundational aspect of our relationships together is like you, Johnny and I are all intentional about, um, serving the growth of our autonomy. You know, I feel like that's part of what being in an open relationship requires of you, asks of you to face the truth of your relationship with you. Um, and recognizing that it's not dependent on other people. No, it's like, how cute do you f- do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> how cute do you know you are? How cute do you know you are? Yeah. Yeah. And finding practices and rituals and experiences that, that cultivate that relationship with you. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe this could sound fucked up to say, but. <laughs> Let's hear it. Like, even the darkest uh there's play in the in the dark essentially like you know what's coming up for you and Johnny sexually right now like with you and your body and ancestry is pretty dark um and painful but also i think there's beauty to a realm of play there like that's an opportunity for you to you know I don't know, comfort and develop a crush on the person who feels so vulnerable, who's coming through you in those moments and then decipher what they need sexually to feel safe. And, yeah. If it's an ancestor. Yeah. And like deciphering like what your body needs and how you want to respond to that and, um, how you want to create a healthy, beautiful sexual healing experience with him through the lens of where you are. Yeah. I think like that's where sex itself is such a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, like in that moment I could shut down, push them away and be done. Mm-hmm. Or I can, I, I'll, I'm going to shut down either way. Cause that's what's happening. I'll shut down, tell him, slow down, like decide if it's helpful to just, stop and be held or if it's helpful to like just slow down really slow and approach that feeling Mm -hmm. with tenderness 
um, and foreplay emotionally, yeah, spiritually, like possibly physically, like exactly, yeah, just kind of like. But I think that even in that, it's like you know the realities of being in a three way relationship are to consider each person, but also to not be codependent in the sense that like if him and I are having a sexual experience on Tuesday (laughs) or whatever, and we're not having that experience, that's okay. Like for him to have a different sexual experience with me than to be on the, the ride of your journey right now sexually, which this is what the journey for you guys, for you is looking like. And that, that, can still like there's still just endless possibility there I mean like life goes on like there's you guys are going to be having whatever healing needs to be had in that arena and and then also you know birthing new experiences between each other like we're all we're all on our separate rides with each other you know um I don't know. It's good for me to remember, like, yeah, wanting to, because ultimately for me, part of being in an open relationship in general, even if it's a committed dynamic with two people, is like um, the beauty of freedom there to be exploring all growth possible, which our growth is going to look different and we're going to be on different emotional journeys sexually creatively you know and like also we're not always going to be on the same path of feeling in the sense of like you know you guys are pretty amazing musicians um starting to do work together and that is a little intimidating for me um especially like as someone coming into the space of 14 years of foundational sexual love between the two of you like you know you guys are gonna have a baby together like there's a lot of opportunity for me to um seek whatever healing I need creatively and all these other areas I guess I'm just trying to compare the the reality of like sexual journey or creative journey or other journeys like some are going to be high and some are low for different people at different times. Yeah. And the having three people definitely like puts that on a different blast. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how it's all going to unfold. Yeah. This is kind of where we're at in the story right now. Yeah. It's just kind of in contemplation. <laughs> we're cocooned. Yeah. Um, wondering what that butterfly is going to be like. Yeah, and I think it's healthy to say, like, we might not end up together, you know? I feel like that's nice to honor. Um, Like, we're definitely wanting to start this podcast and share um, intimacy as a foundation in general. So there'll be a lot more on this platform than just about our story, but this feels like a nice way to be vulnerable with our audience and also honest and honest with ourselves um you know we're just on the ride and i think like not everybody is meant to share their vulnerability so publicly Mm -hmm. 
And I've questioned myself in that because I'm like, why do I do this? You know, like <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but I feel called to it because, um, I don't know. I, I just want, I've always wanted to feel permissioned myself by other people since I was really young, just to like see other people doing something in a different way or like, it's always really nice to, for the people that are called to it, to be able to share vulnerably their, their life journey, because then it makes us feel less alone mm-hmm. in our experiences. If people are processing similar things, some people don't always have the community or the, or even, even if they do have the community, maybe they don't feel comfortable sharing these parts of themselves yet. And so I always feel very like called to public vulnerability, um, because I just, it seems like my way and somebody's doing it mm-hmm. and I, I, it might as well be me because I'm down to do it. Um, and so that's my hope is that, um, sharing my own vulnerability and even this story, whether or not we end up together, like it feels important mm-hmm. to, to be the person that's transparent, um, because I think I'm built for it. So here yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I just see um, the podcast or even like whatever businesses I create or go for as opportunities to connect to my homies, you know, like that's what's all about. Yeah, like anybody listening out there, like you're just a solid homie of mine. I just want to say what's up and like, you know, sadly, it's a one sided conversation to some extent, but um. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, that's part of what I meant by like starting businesses, like, you know, your clients or whoever, whoever it is that we're connecting with to me is another lover in in a very beautiful platonic way. And, (laughs) um, you know, there's just, there's so much to be explored there. And, um, that's the thrill of life for me. It's something that makes me feel alive is to be exploring um, and I feel like this is just a, an opportunity to explore together. Um, and I love the reality that we're not alone and to like showcase that through vulnerability sounds really dope. Feels really good. Yeah. Because vulnerability <laughs> is scary for people. And a lot of times people express their vulnerability and are shunned or not accepted or embraced. And so it's nice to just be like intimacy castle, it. like enter the, come through the door, come through the walls. And within these walls, within this castle, you're safe to express anything that you're feeling. Yeah. And we will go first. <laughs> uh, I like going first in that. Even though I do have emotional hangovers, I'm not, I'm not always, um, after I share vulnerability, I'm not always feeling great. Like sometimes I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I just told everybody that, wow, that was a little bit intimate. Oh my God. Ah. <laughs> You know, I have those moments too, but then at the end of the day, I'm always like, fuck yeah, this is what I want to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, sharing about like the realities of being human. That's it. And like, we're all human. Even in this episode, we're talking about sex a little bit more openly. That's really intense for me coming from a Christian background. And so I love it. I love, I love to talk about something that was so off limits to me for so much of my life Mm -hmm. to share about and had to be kept so under wraps. I'm just like, there's like a rebellion Mm -hmm. coming out of me, like a a revolutionary. That's like, I'm going to talk about the things that, uh, that I wasn't allowed to explore and it feels fun. 
and healing and just like takes some power away from the old narratives which i'm Mm -hmm. all about so yeah cheers that's what's up (laughs) in the castle yeah that's what's going down right now um Maybe and we'll have Johnny on next. Yeah, that's that's not the end of our story. That's just kind of where we're at now. And there's so many details that we didn't share. And it's hard to even know what to share. But this is probably the final episode that's directly our story. And then we might jump back into it at some point in the future, give an update. But from here forth, yeah, we'll just be exploring other topics of intimacy and... All the things. Yeah, who, who knows? We'll probably have some guests. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> right, until then, okay.